Well, my audio is shit. I did ask Travis and Eric before we went on the air, does my audio sound okay? And I got the go-ahead. We don't have a monitoring system, so we can't hear ourselves back until after we've recorded when we use StreamYard, which I admit is it's stupid. But I'm just letting you guys know my audio is not very good. It's too hot. It pops a lot. And I have a major problem with that. It's a big disappointment for me. I'm not blaming those guys. I'm, I'm the one responsible for my own audio. So that's the show. It's just not going to be great for this show. It'll pop a lot. And if that bothers you, I completely understand. It bothers the crap out of me. I'm sure as hell annoyed about it. So I just want to let you know, disclaimer, I'm aware of it. It's lame. Can't be changed. That's the bottom line. All right. Well, enjoy the show. <laughs> They're going to go back to sleep. Try anyway. My private secretary's office have found a travel agency open in New York that will sell me a flight to Paris with an hour's stopover in Manchester. Perhaps now you might like to consider whether it's still an extravagance to bring back the mother of the future King of England in one of our planes. All right, of course. John, I don't want the boys to see the news and get upset. First thing in the morning, I want the radio taken out of the bedroom and the television taken out of the nursery. Yes, ma'am. Well, well, well. Yes. Are you all right? Mm. Your sister called from Tuscany. Well, I hope you told her to come back, cut her holiday short. I did. Can't imagine she was pleased. That's putting it mildly. What did she say? Something about Diana managing to be even more annoying dead than alive. Just make sure you never let the boys hear you talk like that. Of course. Something to help you go down? No, I think I'll write my diary a little longer. Fine. I'm going to bed. Cinema 9 Podcast with your hosts, Eric Brandstrom, Michael Govier, and Travis Roy. Coming to a speaker near you 
right now. Well, hello there. This is Cinema 9 Podcast with Travis, Eric, and Michael. We are going to talk about the Queen today. Does it hold up or not? The Queen, the woman herself. I don't have a background if you're seeing this live. Very rare that I don't. I have a different background. There's some stuff hanging there. Some guitars. My father's basement here. Uh, Tim Govier uh, does a fine job holding down a basement here. So check that out, if you will, instead of my usual backgrounds. Travis Roy, Eric Branstrom, we're going to focus in on the Queen for our Does It Hold Up segment about a half hour into the show or so. But first, we always like to say hello. Travis Roy, we just did a little bit on concerts, so I know you're thinking about concerts right now. It's true. Yeah, we just in our in our Patreon where we do our 10-minute topics for our many appreciative uh patrons. Thank you so much. Um we did a 10-minute segment on our favorite concerts of all time because Mike, you and I went to a big rock and roll show this week, didn't we? We sure did. It was great. And even though the encore failed to produce a complete and total finish, it was still a wonderful time. We had a great great night in the city of detroit it was a hot cool well it was a hot night it was a warm evening well you were wearing a hoodie and sandals for some reason was... like flip-flops i don't know what's going through your head uh, but we saw show... <laughs> we saw sunny day real estate at st andrews and the power went out during the encore which was wow. unique that was interesting <laughs> only in michigan baby only yeah. in michigan that's how it's done here folks if you don't know anything about our power grid just know that it sucks dte is not our friend <laughs> But yeah, it was great, man. We had a great time. There was no movie watching, but we had a great time with things that are not related to film. And we were together in person, at least the two of us. Like I, I touched your shoulder at one point. Physical contact. Yeah, I, I think we embraced uh, pretty early on. It I was really a tender enjoyed embrace. That. This is true. It was tender. It was. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that thoroughly. We had a great time. We had a great crew. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that was a fun night in the old Motor City. I don't know if really it's Motor fun. City anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, so uh, Eric, uh, when's the last time you've been in the Motor City? Garth Brooks, twenty twenty. <laughs> All right, we're field. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's, tr- it's just perfect. I don't know. It's just so- <laughs> it's hilarious. I bumped into Luke in the uh, like in the line. It was out of nowhere. It's fucking hilarious. Good show. Oh my god, he was at our show too. Friend of the friend of the podcast. He Luke. was, yes, yes. Yeah. In was. fact, uh, Luke and uh, what's the other fellow's name? Matt from your other podcast. Is it safe? They were. Oh, they were John Scott. Yeah, yeah, the legendary John Scott was there. Yeah, yeah so that was fun. Yeah. It was like a whole podcast host coming out of the woodwork to see Sunny Day Real Estate thing for with Mike Govier. <laughs> for the first time ever. People united and connected. And I also got a picture of four white men with gray hair simultaneously. They just kept multiplying. First, I wanted to get John, Scott, and our other buddy, John, together because they're both about 6'3 with somewhat longer, somewhat long, not super long. This, but you this, know. Was in, this was incredibly awkward to, to watch take place live. <laughs> I can't believe you're like bringing it up on the show to t- tell people about it now. It's somehow even more awkward. He literally was just like, hey, you're tall and gray hair. You have, you're tall and gray hair. Hey, this other guy who's tall and gray hair, come here and get He jumped picture. in. That guy very, jumped in. And then a fourth guy jumped in. Wow. <laughs> it's a great photo, man. I got to show you guys a photo. It's just four <laughs> of these guys with... Silver hair who are like 40-something. It's just so funny, man. It wasn't it, it, hard to find guys that look like them at the show, by the way. But I know. Like, that's what was so mind-blowing <laughs> after the fact. Like, okay, I because I, I the little background on this, I'd always wanted John Scott and my friend John to meet each other because I thought they were doppelgangers. I thought yeah. they were big the same height. 
in a way. And so I've been hyping it up for a couple of years. They don't look exactly like. They, they don't look, look anything alike. Ah, not <laughs> facially. Not facially. But so you think they look alike except for in the face. Yeah. Their bodies and everything. I'm telling you. And their hair. Yeah. It matches uh, up. All right, so. All right. All right. We'll have to do a side by side another time. But Pictures been taken. You can post it on social media. We can get everyone's take on it. I got the pictures to prove it. That's right. So. Yeah, look, it was fun, and that was, was a silly-ass moment. And the fact that the power went out, we're all just standing around like, hey, what do we do now? Everyone just takes out their phones and shines their flashlight because we don't know what the fuck else to do. I yeah. Wish we had lighters. I know. <laughs> I saw one guy with a lighter. He fired up for a minute. William Goldsmith played the drums for a minute, and that was that was yeah, it. So That was it. Uh, you know, it's just strange. St. Andrews has nice floors now. We did learn that. So. It's been revamped heavily. It's quite nice. Except for the power. So, oh, yeah. Anyway, no problem. <laughs> Bernardo says, Hey guys, unfortunately, I won't be able to be there today, but I will watch tomorrow when I get home. I'll probably be here for the next episode. Bernardo, we will miss you. And yeah. we look forward to you seeing this now whenever you're watching this. Hi. And you too, whoever is listening, you could check us out live on any given Wednesday around 7 p.m. on our YouTube channel or listen to us later at your convenience. It's true. He's not joking. He's absolutely right. Speak soon. Uh, by the way, so did you uh, – I noticed you posted – because Travis – I think Travis does this. He always posts something from the show after the fact that was talked about on our main profile pic for our Twitter handle. Oh, you know what? You've yeah. never brought that up on the show before. It's never. I don't even know if it's ever been addressed ever, but yes, every single week – I, bring, I love it. I, I changed the Twitter photo to something from the show, and it's been, what, two and a half years, and it's never been addressed once in person or on the show. This is the first time anyone's ever acknowledged it. I don't even know if you guys noticed. I totally noticed. <laughs> I've been watching for two and a half years, and I've been impressed by the dedication every week. It's something inane, too. It's not something that's really a part of the main movie we talk about either. I love it. It's usually something as dumb as I can come up with. Yeah. <laughs> but we referenced it. Yeah. But... I know you felt bad about you didn't really remember all the stuff from Joe versus Volcano, which is a movie you really enjoy, and you were mm. kind of harsh on yourself. So I just don't want you to feel like uh, the movie means any less to you. And I wonder. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, okay, good. I wonder as we move into quarantine viewing picks and talk about what we watched. Did you watch Joe versus Volcano this week? No, I didn't. I'm I'm kind of kind of thinking about saving it. Maybe I don't know. I watched some other uh. stuff though. Okay. Um, I'm gonna start with the shit. I, I, I'm gonna let you guys know what to not bother watching. For instance, okay. from 2016, I gave the Brothers Grimsby a shot because oh, Jesus. you know I like Sasha Baron Cohen and I really like Mark Strong. I got 15 into this pilot turds and had to turn that one off. So <laughs> I'm gonna Damn. recommend you don't don't bother with that one personally. Um, all right, now shit is strong. The next two I'm gonna bring up they weren't shit, but I didn't love them. Um, Naked Singularity, a kind of like indie heist movie with John Boyega, was kind of it was not really worth the time. Um, so there's a movie that came out last year that a lot of people thought was going to get like Academy Award nominations and that kind of stuff, and it was Sean Baker's Red Rocket. Okay. And I sat down and watched Red Rocket, not knowing that Sean Baker was the was the same writer director behind um, the Florida Project. But as I was watching that, I kept on thinking of the Florida Project, which made sense. But, and I also kept thinking of another phrase, which apparently is the same critique that's always leveled at this guy, which is poverty porn. I just, I was not into this movie. I'm like, it's kind of cool that he, that he highlights sex workers on a regular basis, but like, you're just watching 
the worst people in the worst moments of their life doing taking like making their worst decisions and i'm like this is just it's well acted but it was i mean it was like just brutal you're just watching i mean the whole movie is about a dude grooming a teenager like that's their that's what the protagonist is doing to the whole fucking movie he's trying to groom a teenager and and, and turn her into a prostitute is he a larry so, clark I mean, fan I would not be surprised. So I mean, yeah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't for me. Strong performance, um, but I, I did not like Red Rock. Greg, damn it! I wow. By the uh, way, uh, just real quick on John Boyega, I I've never seen him in anything but the character Finn. That's all I know. You no, didn't see Attack the Block? Attack the Block is really good. That's I haven't seen it. Movie. That's a fun movie. Yeah. I've seen him in a couple other things, but I'm blanking right now. Um, Detroit. You saw Detroit, the Catherine Bigelow film. Yeah. Oh, I did see that. Oh yeah. shit. Okay, I did. Yeah. Yeah. He was Never mind. That. He's really good. I take that. that back. I was wrong. Um, speaking of Detroit, a good movie I watched was Hitsville, the making of Motown, the documentary about Barry Gordy and Smokey Robinson, and just like mm. all about Motown, kind of a warts and all kind of thing, sort of, but also hagiographic, and. You know, these guys are like in their upper 80s, early 90s at this point to, to really get their their story down is, is pretty cool. And a lot of time is spent on my personal two favorite Motown artists, which is Stevie Wonder and Marvin Gaye. They spent like a lot of time on them, especially with interviews with Stevie. So that was that was really, really cool. I, cool. I liked that. I saw that one. Yeah. yeah, they're so lucid. I was so amazed by that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> clearly better memories than me. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, they're old. I mean, Barry Gordy, Smokey, they're not youngins anymore. And it's amazing, yeah. man. They just, you, you you would not know. If you had no idea, you'd be like, wow, that that's cool. Those guys must be like 65. No. So. Also, does does Smokey Robinson does he or does he not have the most striking eyes that any human has ever had in world they're history? They're insane. Yeah, they're it's bewitching as hell. They're, it's amazing. They're like, jewels <laughs> like literal flakes of jade in his head <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing uh but yeah I, I i did like that you know i watched a couple other movies that were kind of like you know actually not that bad but not that good a couple horror movies i watched howl from 2015 werewolf movie uh on a train oh not a not a huge like i mean it wasn't like a blockbuster you know the budget was kind of low but i you know if you like a, a good late night horror flick with werewolves especially as i do you could do worse than howl <laughs> and i watched purge election year which i didn't hate uh i as it, I heard as it's good turn, yeah heard as it, it turns out like i kind of like i've watched the first three purge movies now and kind of liked all of them not mm -hmm. loved but but liked and this I think might be the best one yet. I actually really liked uh, Election Year. I thought that one was pretty good. Um, mm. You know, heavy-handed in terms of uh, political commentary and whatnot. But that's fine. That's just fine. I've never seen any of those films, and I think I've been miscasting them as like scary movies. They're they're like. I mean, they're horror, they're, but not like regular. Oh, they horror. are horror. Well, I mean, yeah. they're in the horror genre, but it's much more in the slasher kind of genre than because there's no there's no supernatural stuff going on. Oh, I kind of got the vibe that maybe it could be like an apocalyptic movie of some kind. So. No, the premise is that once a year, it's okay to do whatever you want. Yeah, one night, which sounds night. exciting. I'm kind of right. into that. So I well, think you I would be until you watch cool the premise. movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not a good idea. Um, and you know, the best stuff I watched this week. Let me see. Um, now I've got like literally 15 minutes left of this, but I watched season one of Yellow Jackets. It's taken me a while to get through this. You know, ordinarily you either like watch a show like once a week or you kind of binge through it or if, and if it's not very good, you don't really stick with it. But this was weird because I liked it, but not so much. I binge through it. Like it took me like weeks to watch this, but I, I did oh. like it. It's definitely worth seeing. Um, 
I also checked out Vengeance, the the new film from BJ Novak, which has gotten a lot of chatter. Yeah. Did you guys watch it yet? Not yet, but I've seen him talk about it a few times. Yeah, it's absolutely worth checking out. Speaking of social commentary, BJ Novak's very much trying to make a movie, a political movie for both sides or whatever, which is a guarantee to fail. But I wouldn't say this does fail. I, I think it. I think it's pretty good. It's not great, but I, I really did like it. I thought it was certainly worth seeing. I liked Vengeance. Okay. And you know what? It's been a long time since I've seen it. But I was redue to visit Gangs of New York, and man, that's still yeah. such a fucking incredible movie. I mean, I love anything done well that's set in the 19th century, and this is one of the best. Just one of the best. It's still, it actually was a lot better than I, because I, I thought in my head, like, it's all, it's all Bill the Butcher, and I'm going to, it's just, that's all that really matters. And like, maybe the movie itself is not that good, but no, it's really, really, really great. Why? I mean, not so much the plot. The plot's kind of basic. Uh, it's all the background. It's the production design. It's the attention to detail. Like when it comes to, there's so much really authentic 19th century stuff. There's like they have a fucking schnauzer trying to kill rats in a in a rat cage, or like like a, like in a pit in a rat pit in a, in a bar, and everyone's like taking bets on it, which is so 19th century. They have actual what they what they call she hymns, but like it, trans folk like absolutely have always been part of every single culture. And to see them like, well, you know, represented at least, I don't know about well represented, but they're at least fucking in the movie and acknowledging that, that they took, that they were around in the 19th century. That was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Just everything just looks really good. Is the whole thing perfectly historically, historically accurate? No, but a lot of the cultural things that take place throughout the movie are, and I really like that. Opiate does. How do you, yeah, yeah I was going to say, how do you feel how the Chinese were represented in that film? Yeah, probably. Like, I, well, Cause they were, I mean, they were totally shit on a lot by mainstream culture. So that's accurate. But. Yeah, absolutely. And and there also were a much bigger part of every city than usually you see in film so that they sh- that they again, so it's not perfect, but that they're in the film and, and more than one scene is good. And yeah, there's an mm-hmm. opium den scene with it. Uh, no, an opium den in the in the film. And would it have been nice to have like a 200 year flashback to the opium wars and like explain why the fucking, you know, why that's happening? That would be cool. But you can't really do that. Right. Um, so <laughs> yeah. in, in terms of authenticity, I mean, I again, like that and uh i have never actually seen the second season but certainly season one of um the nick steven soderbergh's the nick are some of the best examples i've seen of like 19th from what i can tell as a historian of that era um on film and i just ate it up thinking of burger king some reason that song was in my head 10 minutes ago you said something that had me wanting to sing like that so me a little hot dad for you there yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. remember what it was though. So I love Hot Dad. Uh, love Burger King. Hot Dad's great. It's great. Uh, you love KFC. You know, uh, KFC's <laughs> waiting for me. All right, Eric, uh, what have you been perusing this week? I took a look at Superman from 1978. It's been like 20 years since I bothered to look at any of the Superman films, but they're all on HBO Max. So I was like, "Fuck it, let's see how these hold up." I mean, 1978. This precedes any like modern quote-unquote superhero movie by you know 10 almost 10 years in the case of batman um yeah no i don't know i i don't know it's it's really goofy and like the structure is fucked in this movie like you got like a, a really powerful operatic first 40 minutes and then like as soon as they're like all right time to kick in the story let's get like lex and a plot in here it gets really goofy and clumsy and then all of a sudden it's over 
Uh, so yeah, the structure is off, but hmm. I mean, Christopher Reeve is is he's embodies this role. He's so perfect. He's so earnest and heartwarming. I love him so much. But yeah, that first movie is a clunker. Uh, luckily, I put two on immediately, and two is still fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, the original. That's I was stupid, though. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna have to heartily disagree with you. I'm gonna I'd go the other way around myself. But I'm, yeah, I'm, glad, well, I'm glad you feel the way you feel. Love to. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's stupid. Yeah, that's gonna... a... <laughs> I said it's stupid because first off, uh, you know, I grew up watching Superman two before I saw yeah. one, so maybe uh like that was always a thing. We had it on fucking beta. We had it on mm. beta. That's Betamax. I... That's where I used to watch it. And the thing about the directorial situation there. First off, you know, they're filmed both those movies basically back to back or together. Like Richard Donner right. was filming one and two because right. the Salkins wanted to be cheap as possible and get it all done. Right. And but then Donner gets fired and they bring in Richard Lester to finish too. So the fact that it's just really hard now to see like two is Zod is a great bad guy. And Zod yeah. is you know, mm-hmm. the whole fact that they do the thing with the forever thing I forget the name of that gets broken out and they come out yeah. of it. Phantom Zone, thank you. And that part's cool, but Richard Lester's goofiness makes two dumber, especially when the movie drags on and goes into that big showdown they have in the city of Metropolis. Oh, and there's yeah. all these jokes and all this chaos. There's literally KFC in the shot, by the way. I'm not even kidding. It's in Superman 2. Go check it out. Yeah, it's just, I just know how you could say that it's more schlockier, I don't know, or whatever you fun. think it is it's than fun. 2. And it's like... Less obvious, just like bad choices than the, in the first one, in my opinion. Like well, in the first one, every scene with Lex is cringeworthy. It's like yeah. weird and dopey and dumb. It There's doesn't really get cool off at all in it. It doesn't no, get off the ground until you have Richard Pryor like skiing off a building and surviving. Yeah, yeah. number three. <laughs> <laughs> we're nuclear man. Yeah, actually, if we're gonna rip, exactly. If we're gonna really, yeah, we're we're gonna go down a situational. <laughs> a moment for all three of us where we'd be like, well, actually, one and two were incredible. <laughs> Comparatively. Yeah, Comparatively speaking. Yeah. I want to backtrack on my uh, hatred of Disney live-action remakes. I've been real hard on these. So I went back to Disney Plus, and I'm like, was I too hard on Pinocchio? No, it's awful. But I, I did watch, uh, I rewatched Dumbo. Dumbo's still my favorite. I think it's the best of the live action remakes, Tim Burton's Dumbo. It's a genuinely fantastic film, in my opinion. Hmm. And then I watched, God help me, I don't know why I turned it on, but I watched The Lion King, John Favreau's Lion King. Um, I've never cared for The Lion King animated film. Um, never seen it. But, but yeah, I, I really like the, <laughs> the remake. What the fuck am I yeah. with here? it's true (laughs) what's happening sorry continue yep yep i don't know like growing up that story for what it was it was like it was like like king lear animated king lear like it was like very heavy and super fucking morose and i could never get into it but i think with these like realistic looking animals all of this like kind of terror and breadth and like enormity and gravity works better than it did when it was animated i don't know i dug it i liked the film um singing in the rain 1952 still a classic a lot of fun love musicals i'll watch any musical at any time and lastly i took another look at house of the devil ty west's film i haven't seen it since it came out man dude in 2009, to be doing like the whole like now it's everywhere. Everyone's like, yeah, let's make it 70s, 80s, and put that fucking dumb synthesizer on it. Like, fuck all that. It's it's it so needs to be tucked away. But he was the first man. He was the first to kind of bring that vintage attitude. Uh, 
uh, to horror. And it's still a fucking awesome movie about Satan worshipers, man. I loved it. It's on Tubi. It's fantastic. Hmm. Wow. Is that it? That's it, man. Oh, well, you have to be sad about it. Well, why don't you cry about it? Saddlebags. (laughs) All right. Happy to move on, man. All right. Hey. I want you to be happy. I want you to enjoy your life, my friend. I will tell you this. I did fire up, finally. I can't believe it took me this long, but I didn't have Mm -hmm. access. Now I have access at the house in Windsor. They've got uh, Amazon Prime. So I watched Kids in the Hall, man, and I loved it. It I know. It's so funny. They still got it. Yeah. Did you watch the documentary, too, Comedy Punks? No, I did not watch the documentary. Get on that, man. It's it's, it's as good as the new season. Rats. Well... I laughed so much, and I couldn't believe that how funny they had it, man. They still had it. Still have it. <laughs> so dumb. They were totally willing to make fun of themselves completely and fully, and that was really the only way to do it. So good job, Kids in the Hall. I knew you could do it. I just Well, I'm sorry, but while you, while you bring up Kids in the Hall, who gives a better performance of the Queen, Helen Mirren or Scott Thompson? Because I've been wondering this for days. Wow. I got to okay, go with Scott. I got to go with wow. Scott. Obviously, that's I mean, that's pretty. I mean, there's no started. debate. Clearly, I don't even know why you brought it up. I thought it was it was non-debatable. That's right. Uh, so that was fun. I, it was great. Uh, I, I think there was one episode I had finished, but I caught most of it. And every time I watched it, I laughed, and I so like funny. to laugh. It's oh. so funny. They still I also got like it. laughing. We got so much in common. And they brought yeah the, the brain candy throwbacks. That was like Dude. that's such a un. I didn't know that would happen, and it, I thought it was like there's only five of us who ever saw that movie. So the fact that there would be <laughs> Brain candy references now. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Oh my God. Doc, the documentary starts with brain candy, as I recall. Like, it's, oh. they, they dig into brain candy pretty hard. And you got to check it out. I definitely do. There's no doubt about it. You're right. I completely acquiesce. Um, so I also watched I Want You Back. This is Charlie Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's her face? Jenny, Jenny uh, Slade. Slade. Right? Thank you. Slate. Yeah. Yep. Right. yeah. What'd you think? Yep. I liked it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know yeah, yeah. It was, it was yeah, funny. Yeah. It was funny, and what you know what's going to happen, right? It's not, they're not trying to hide it. They're not. Yeah. Uh, that's also part of the movie, maybe. Like, hey, stop trying to like deny what you, you know. We're not going to try to hide it. It's a rom com, but it's also funny. Some of the jokes that they throw in there are a little bit goofier than you might expect, and there's definitely some Charlie Day, fo- you know, fingerprints on that. So it's a. Uh, it's solid. It's rock what was solid. That, what was that Matthew McConaughey, Meg Ryan movie that was basically the same plot, but like not as good? Remember that? Oh, like no. uh, They're like trying to get their exes back and they team up. It's like the same exact. Plot. Oh, yeah. It's not how to lose a guy in 10 days. That's something else. No, right? no, 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 no. I can't. I can't remember what this was called. Yeah, no. I know what you're talking about. Um, but I, it was it, it was a better version of that. It was the same same premise, but I thought it was a much lighter film. Oh, whatever the fuck shit. that was called. Uh, probably sweethearts or something about addicted heart to love. Addicted to love. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. By the way, uh, so am I to assume that nobody's watched the uh, first couple episodes of Andor? No, I'm waiting. Not yet. I know. I'm excited. Hearing good things. I'm real excited. People are excited. Here we go. Are back at oh, this. Shout out Van Lee. We're going back into the Disney machine once more, Van. Here we go. All right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Other than I did watch another film called The Queen. No, which yeah. is uh, going to be you the focus of our show. How droll of you. <laughs> you, yeah. you must watch The Queen. I wish I had my soundboard. I'd love to play that right now. Because <laughs> you made me chuckle when you sent that to me last night in the text thread. I must kill The Queen. 
And then the Queen <laughs> died recently in real life, too. So yeah, Reggie did. Jackson had a tweet about it that he said. It's funny. Reggie Jackson tweeted about it. that I Finally, <laughs> I, I told you I didn't kill the Queen. And I, I kind of chuckled at that. I thought it was funny that he <laughs> oh, made fun of himself like that. Yeah, so. That's pretty funny. Yeah. All right, so yes, uh, Cinnamon iPod, Proton. Nope, just kidding. Cinnamon iPod at gmail.com. That's how you now contact us. Very simple. Gmail, Cinnamon iPod. And five star rating would be wonderful. Subscribe to the YouTube, as Travis said earlier. That would be really nice. And those mm. are all the details you need to know about the show beyond this. As we move into The Queen, does it hold up or not? A movie directed by Stephen Frears that came out in 2006 and starring Helen Mirren as The Queen. She's your queen to be. She did win the Academy Award for this role, uh, if that matters to anyone, for Best Actress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Does anyone know who she went up against that year? Anyone uh, curious? I didn't check. I should have checked. Did you check? Are you checking right now? Yeah. Well, it was the same year that uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman won his Academy Award, too, so it's just fun to mention that. 2006? Yeah, oh, wait, so it's the, I always yeah, get this wrong. Awards. It's the 2007 yeah. awards, right? So I take right. that back immediately. Right. God yep. damn it! Yep. Yep. It's like I mean, baseball cards. It's the same thing. More like 19th century means the 1800s. I'm constantly confusing my <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone? Okay, just for the fuck of it, because this is fun. Uh, does anyone remember what was the movie that won Best Picture for 2007 the, awards the, of 06? The, the artist? No, that was a couple years later. Huh. Departed. I believe that is correct. Congratulations. You are good. Wow. Well done. Okay, yeah. yeah. Isn't that amazing that he knew that? Wow. 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 Yeah, you know a lot of things. That was finally when Martin Scorsese finally won an Academy Award. So that's cool. Yeah. But yes, Forrest Whitaker won for The Last King of Scotland as Best Actor for 07. And I never saw that Alan, Alan Arkin won for Lindemann's Sunshine. So Fuck. I remember that. That was cool. And then Helen Mirren uh, and Jennifer Hudson went for Dreamgirls. She's an Academy Award winning yeah. actress. What was, yeah. what was Best Picture? Oh, de- Departed. I pay a lot of attention to what we're talking about. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Best Cinematography that year was uh, Guillermo Navarro for Pan's Labyrinth, which I love Pan's Labyrinth. That's a great film. Fantastic. Or at least it was. Does it hold up? Oh, bye. Check our episode or whatever. <laughs> Going back. Anyways, yeah, so Helen Mirren won Academy Award for playing the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II. Correct. Okay. And yep. uh, by the way, uh, in the movie, she has her mom is named Elizabeth, but she's not the Queen? She's the Queen Mother. Oh, see, this is, I got really confused on that because the original, there's a movie with Kate Blanchett who plays Elizabeth, but there's like, that was the first Elizabeth, right? Right. And then Elizabeth II is the one that just died. And her mother was named Elizabeth, and she was queen temporarily, but only because of her husband, who was part of the bloodline, which was uh, King, what, Alfred? King what was his name? Well, the King's King Speech George. guy, right? King George right? VII, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was that so, the King's Speech guy? Yeah, yeah. So when he ah. died, she became just the queen mother because it, like, it, didn't, it doesn't transfer to the spouse. It transfers to the oldest child. Oh, wow. See, I'm learning so much about the queen and their existence. She so basically acts like one of the golden girls in this movie for some reason. Like, <laughs> the queen silly sitcom jokes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We got to talk about. Okay, we'll save this. We got to talk about James Cromwell in this movie. This could be a lot of fun to talk about for me. Uh, all right. But first, Travis, uh, you never saw this film, right? So you don't have a frame of reference. I never watched it. I, uh, it Man. just didn't appeal to me. I, I actually had, like, marked on letterbox that i had watched it when you announced it last week i was like i think i watched it but no i never watched it 
I say I, I kind of feel good about that because that is really hard to do. That is so rare on this show that it you have not seen rare. the film. So it, has, it, takes sit- a lot of, it takes a lot of disinterest on my part for me to not see the movie. Can't wait to see where this goes. Eric Bresham, have you ever seen The Queen before today's uh, attempt to watch whenever you watched it? No. Like uh, for many, many years, if like, like the cover box had like a picture of any type of royalty on it, I would not watch it. I don't care at all. Oh, this is great. I'm so glad I chose this then. All right. Shout out uh, to our British listeners. Hi. Hi yeah, guys. hey. Yeah, the one guy, our buddy. I hope you're doing you're well, man. Uh, fill us in on this. Tell us more about British culture if you can. You know, fill in the gaps. I saw this movie like back when I had the Blockbuster online thing. So <laughs> I was just sucking down movies, and this was one of them. And I sucked it down because, you know, it's that time of year. Hey, she yeah. won Academy Award. So, yeah. I was like, okay. And I also, I do like Stephen Frears, by the way. So I I enjoy some of the work that Stephen Frears has done. I think, I know all three of us like at least one movie he's done. Well, yeah, everyone likes High Fidelity, but I honestly couldn't name another one until I went and looked at his filmography and went, oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> well, yeah, that was okay. <laughs> Dangerous oh, <no>. liaisons. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, that, Philomena? Come on. It was okay. That was, that was the other one that I thought was okay. I liked it. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was yeah. all right. It was. She was, I, I, yeah, she was nominated <laughs> for that for good reason. I believe. Yeah. Judy Dench. Uh, Dirty Dench. Pretty Things. I never. I don't know that one. Nah, skip that one. Uh, Mary Riley. Oh, Mary Riley. I remember that commercial. I used to do that all the time because it was that 30-second yeah. teaser commercial on TV. Mary yep. Riley. So, yep. so bad. Everybody was so hyped. It's a fucking Dr. Jekyll movie with John Malkovich. It's just Julie Roberts holding a fish for like an hour. <laughs> Horrible. Hey, Not let's good. make a movie about Dr. and Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde's made. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Oh my God. Really made. <laughs> oh shit, he did Hero. Uh, doesn't Travis like Hero? Someone I, like Hero I here? very much like Hero. Him. Wow, I didn't know he did Hero. I never would have guessed that. If you gave me 10 tries or 20 tries, I never would have guessed oh, that is that director. Of it. Anyways, so that's Stephen Frears, some of the stuff he's done. Bottom line is, I saw it during the Blockbuster online heyday, and I remember I remember liking it a lot. I was really drawn to it. I was like, oh, this is good. I like this. I really okay. enjoy this. I, I, I walked away thinking like... Wow, I'm interested in that. Like, I don't give a fuck about the Royals. I could care less about the Royals. I really right. couldn't, but... I did like how they had kind of interwove the story, I suppose, yeah. into a real life. Uh, you know, as a history part of me, I guess, enjoyed that. Anyways, and I'm also, I do have like a fascination with Diana. I do a bit, and I don't even like to admit it, frankly. But well, I think I you've do. Always, you've always really liked movies about like po- political volleying too. Like you're, I know you're a big like all the presidents' men fan. Uh, Any time where two titans are going up against each other. Um, yeah, you've you've always pretty much responded to that. We got a Peter Morgan screenplay. So is this before Frost Nixon? This was right before Frost Nixon came out right okay. after this, like two two years later, which me and Travis saw in the theater. And when Dang. Travis returns to the show, which he is currently on sabbatical, uh, he will be back. But uh, yeah, we yeah, saw that in the uh, theater. So yeah, that guy can write a write, he can write a screenplay. That's for damn sure. He definitely can. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, right, Travis? That is correct. Whatever you said, I sure <laughs> bet that I probably agree with it. I was we just talking about that. It's a Peter Morgan screenplay, and he did Frost Nixon, which you and I saw in the mm-hmm. theater. We we're just verifying we did. that. We did. That we really did. did. We didn't embrace that time, I don't think, but we we did hang out. 
yeah, we might have been living together at that point. It's close to that time. So, yeah, there's no need to embrace when you live with someone. So, mm. ever. No. no. <laughs> Aren't you guys uh, have girlfriends that you live with? And wife oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Shit. That I doesn't sound great. A lot. Oh, I love to. <laughs> we saw it with. I think we saw it with Luke, did we not? Frost Nixon? I think it was just you and me. <laughs> oh, man, I thought Luke joined up for that one, but hey, who knows? I do recall, I actually had just gotten back, oddly enough, from that trip I talked about, the hum show. It was right after that. It was January. Oh. So I remember I had the shits. I remember I had diarrhea from the trip. So. This guy and his <laughs> fucking autobiographical memory. Well, I had it. It's incredible. Like, I mean, like, you, do you remember what you had for lunch that day? <laughs> no, I just remember because I was on a train. When you have diarrhea on a train, you'll remember it. That's all. Yeah, yeah, I was coming back on the train. So. Yeah, that, that was unique. Uh, okay, so this movie... Don't know the rating. And I'm going to guess that people will probably rate it you know, fairly high because it's prestigious enough. It's got an Academy Award winning actress, Helen Mirren. Yep. That's going to give it some pull. So what do you guys think? I think we'll be in the sevens. I'm going to say 7-1. Uh, he's really he's really close for sure. I'll, I'll one up. I'll go 7-2. I think highly respected film. Yeah, I think it's a seven six. That's my guess. Well, uh, come on, that's out of control. Seven, seven three, seven, seven three. three. Okay, yeah. you win. Yeah. That's that's out of control. How out dare control. you? The that is bridge just... too far. That's beyond the pale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on Rotten Tomatoes, of course, they rate the movies just like they do. Uh, you know, on IMDb, are they rating it? Are we call it a rating. We call it a review because on Rotten Tomatoes we get a lot of reviews. Isn't Rotten Tomatoes more of an aggregate? Am I wrong? Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. See? No, I'm glad you corrected me. I need to learn that. I need to grow from this experience. It is an mm. aggregate site that kind of just loads everything up and you get kind of an overall bottom mm. line, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, uh, there's I type in the queen and it doesn't come up right away. We get a lot. Of, we get the queen of basketball, the queen of black magic, the queen's corgi. Uh, Travis, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Waited fucking like forty five minutes for a corgi to show up in this movie. Uh, I think you got to write <laughs> the queen two thousand six. Maybe right I tried that too and it's not working. I, well, I don't know why it doesn't say like good me. things about this Academy Award winning film. Yeah, isn't that strange that uh, you would think the Queen would come up rather easily since someone won an Academy Award for the oh. performance, but uh, the Queen's Gambit. Here, yeah. One of my notes here is, why is this movie called The Queen? It should be called Watching People Watch TV the Movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's, uh, that's, that's funny. That is, that is funny. The there's a fair amount of television watching in the... Oh, here it is. Finally. You have to go three... Hey, Rotten Tomatoes, fix your shit. I had to go three queries in to get it. Good Lord. That's not cool. Uh, Travis, you're not going to like this then. Or apparently people love watching other people watch TV in a film. <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm just saying that's a lot. there's a lot of that in the film. There is. You're right. <laughs> do, do we really do we really think that like people like that aren't... What they ha Okay, so... Diana dies in the film. That's one of the premises. Diana. Spoiler alert. Yeah, the princess dies. And they're watching TV news. They don't have, like, up-to-the-minute information from, like, <laughs> plugged-in sources. Well, think about when Trump was in, in, was president. Like, we, there was all kinds of reports that he was just glued to watching TV and watching the news all the time. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's a, I think that's a fact. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so 97% from the critics. 97 that is so, 
Very high. <laughs> it is. Wow. The highest, the highest one was ever done. 76 from the audience, so it's rock solid, but uh, not as strong as what the critics say. Now, uh, I'm hoping for Destin Thompson on this because I'd love to get his take. This would Should be towards the end of his career as a, as a film reviewer, I believe. I think we got a good chance. I'm feeling good about Destin. Feeling good uh, about Destin. Feeling good about this. Just the deaths of us. Um, how about Neil? Now, oh, this is a funny one. Neil Minow from Movie Mom. I just, <laughs> I like that. Movie Mom. <laughs> top okay. critic star, by the way. Top critic star. Alrighty. Like Blair. Yeah, Tony Blair's in this movie, too. Michael mm-hmm. Sheen's in this movie, too. Mm-hmm. Like Blair, we are moved from skepticism to sympathy and ultimately to respect by the stunning performances and the perceptive screenplay. Don't speak for me, movie mom. (laughs) (laughs) What is this wee shit, Neil? (laughs) Uh, Roger Moore? Wait, not that Roger Moore. Wow, 007 himself. Is reporting in on the Queen. <laughs> it's very rare you see an actor go into the critic game, but yeah, I guess, you know, Roger Moore of the Orlando Sentinel. I don't think it's that Roger Ooh, Moore. He bottomed out. He's moonlighting in Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> the Sentinel? Uh, in good times and bad, for good or ill, she is mm-hmm. the public face of her nation. Mirren, Frears, and Morgan let us see just how much a burden that mask has been. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let it yeah. slide. Yeah. Uh, no Destin yet. Uh, we're getting a lot of red tomatoes too. I'm trying to find a, a splat too, so we can get the other perspective. Because it's just red. And Mick LaSalle loves it. Everybody loves it. I mean, everyone's just giving it a big old red tomato, folks. I feel like that was yeah. partly. I mean, it wasn't just the fact that I'm not that into the Royals and that kind of stuff that I think I stayed away from this. I also feel like I kind of felt like. It's because I remember it didn't come out around Christmas and just was like heavy Oscar bait. And then it was like, you know, much applauded. Like, this is the greatest movie. I remember feeling like there was like, all right, all right, all right with the hype on this one. I, I do kind of remember feeling that. I think Take I, it I think down. I got, yeah, I think I got turned off a little bit by the rave reviews. Yeah. It was know. released a month before Christmas, November 17th, no six in the United States. Yeah. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, Roger Ebert. Ebs. Told in quiet scenes of proper behavior and guarded speech, the Queen is a spellbinding story of opposed passions. Okay. I mean, you know, it's Roger Ebert. You know, he knows a thing or two about movies, doesn't he? So I'd say he knows at least three things. <laughs> yeah, Destin Thompson, here we go. All right. Yes. yes. On October 5th, 2006, Destin Thompson wrote, Mirren's finely calibrated performance reveals a complex woman coping with a bewildering world and Blair's growing sympathy for his beleaguered monarch gradually becomes ours. Well, that's the longest uh, blurb we've gotten from him from the, you know, I'm sure he (laughs) writes much longer than just sentence reviews, but that was... I'm going to write three sentences before I retire. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's awesome. Uh, hey, you know we never do this. Rex fucking Reed. How about Rex Reed? Yeah. When I <laughs> when I think what sentimental tripe the Queen could have been in the hands of amateurs, I bow in gratitude to all concerned. Bravo, 
Bravo, says Rex right. Is there anyone who didn't like it? I'm telling you, man. It's just like an endless, endless listing. Page after page of red tomato, red tomato. Oh, here we go. Uh, Stella Papa Michael. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stella. I just read the words on the screen. From the, this is from the... This is from the BBC, so this you want to hear from Stella. Dang. Yeah. All right. All right. The, Her voice really the matters. Ta- yeah. The tabloid appeal is obvious, but Morgan's script is tomorrow's chip paper. I don't know what that what's chip paper? <laughs> Anybody know what that means? It's gotta be. Oh, like oh uh oh chips, like fish and chips. It's the Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's gonna line the basket for your food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah. That's what the fuck? like a like a parrot's cage. Um, so all right. Yes, what? yes. <laughs> is she right? She is right. Well, we'll see by the end of our uh, discussion here how we feel about well, it. Well, let's talk about the script then. That, what, what, we we don't always talk about scripts. I feel like, but I mean, like you know, who knows what the script said and how it all turned out? It's know. based on a book, right? I mean, I believe that is correct. Yes, based on many many in-depth interviews with those who were there or at least close to those who were there so like charles the third now authorized this he was like make me look like a sniveling shit oh my god (laughs) (laughs) alex jennings was a guy who plays charles in this movie and i gotta tell you that face his face face. is so it's incredible i laughed like three times because I was like, Leanne, look at that face. That's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it was. And I was trying to do it, too. Like the one where he has his assistant call Blair, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like pensively waiting in terror while this guy asks questions. I was like, it was so funny. I laughed. Oh I did. Bizarre. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I... I... I, I like the script. Um, I, I I really like Peter Morgan as a as a writer. And Ebert calls it like quiet. He said it was quiet scenes. I like those quiet scenes. I mean, some people may say, yeah, they're sitting around watching TV or they're sitting around processing information internally. But I kind of dug that about it. Um, mostly because the acting was so good and I could kind of see their gears moving in their heads a little bit but yeah i I dig the script i mean there's like there's like 35 minutes of just like footage from from news stations here that's why i wanted to ask travis about the script so the script interweaves real footage diana dies and they show the growing flower uh you know endless flowers out in front of buckingham palace that just keeps building and building as the week goes on do the british love a good morn yeah they sure do (laughs) Those are real people, too, by the way. I mean, those are real people mourning. And, like, the scene where uh, the assistant, Robin, to the queen is like, oh, what a bunch of rubbish when Blair says the people's princess and all the women behind him are sobbing. So who in our country could die that would have a week-long, like, outpouring of grief like this? Brother Spears? Maybe. I could, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't know about Michelle, a week. O- Michelle Obama. I don't know. Does that have to be know. a woman too? I don't know. I'm thinking like Diana. So I'm, I'm comparing yeah. too much to the reality of what you're saying. But I just want to know, Travis, the script using all this historical stuff to mix in the tale of it seeming more authentic. How do you feel about it? You're a historian yourself. I got to know. Well, so when we did Contact, I praised Zemeckis's use of Bill Clinton uh, in the movie. 
Um, cause like they, I, th I thought it was spliced pretty well, but it was also done sparingly, um, for now, I don't know how you could have done this movie with someone else playing Diana, for instance. Um, but to like, it's, it's kind of hard to look at, look at these real figures that you're used to seeing like in real life juxtaposed against people who are not the actual people. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's people playing Tony Blair. It's people playing the queen and, 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 and Prince Charles and that kind of stuff. So it's like, it kind of like when it would happen, it would kind of pull me out a little bit. And uh, in the quality of, of film, like they couldn't really match it a lot of times. So it's like, you're looking at something that's clearly shot on video and then you're looking at like this pretty well polished film. So like, I, 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 I respected what he was doing. Sometimes it, Sometimes I thought it worked very well. Sometimes it kind of yanked me out. So it kind of felt like a cheat for me because obviously we're going to have this sympathy for this real mother of two children who died tragically. So we are going to be affected by a lot of these emotional scenes we see her in. Uh, but were she to be played by some actress who we could, you know, um, subjectively say is doing a good job or not, we might contextualize her character differently because it is a film. So I don't know if it's really fair to do that much with, uh, with her visage. There's a lot implied in this movie. The, the worst. I also wonder, do you have to be part of, you know, do you have to be British? Do you have to be part of the culture to really enjoy this movie a lot more, or be more engrossed in it. Cause we're not, we're outsiders. Yeah, I think I think in a big way this movie is not necessarily for the three of us, and it made me think of like how many people in other countries must be like, "Fuck me, another Nixon movie!" Like enough. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't they done that guy already? Fuck. All right. Now get it's a it, comedy. Right. Now it's a drama. Now it's a two-hander. <laughs> All right, we get it. <laughs> yep. Because that's that struck me a lot too. I, I thought about it from other people's perspective that way, but there's the, the implied part when I say that. I'm talking about all the footage and that, that we don't get to see acted out. And we're also supposed to know a lot. Like, I've seen this movie before, and I still, I don't. I guess I don't know all the details and all the gossip or whatever's real and what isn't about how tough Diana was to deal with or whatever that is. Because mm. there's a ton about, there's all mm -hmm. these secondhand comments from mm -hmm. all the royals in several yeah. scenes about, oh, you know what herself. she's like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. It it makes it difficult for me to know or I guess it just makes it a little bit confusing because I'm like, well, if we'd had someone who played Diana and they actually played that out like they played out the rest of the movie, would it have made the movie more not authentic, but more understandable? That there could be more relation? Because I'm not sure that all these critics who just said you really appreciate the queen and you understand what it's like you feel for her at the end mm -hmm. i don't know if mm -hmm. you guys felt for her at the end at all or not i guess that's <laughs> i'm curious about that too so it's like it's like sitting in on a conversation with like older people from like divorce like who you know uh like let's like say your parents got divorced and like you have to sit around listening to like your aunts and uncles like bad mouth your dad but you don't know the context of why they right. no longer like him <laughs> that's good that's pretty good one of the things that I did think worked in this movie that was done somewhat subtly, maybe sometimes very overtly, depends on the scene, um, was this, like, the the whole, like, traditionalist, classic, old school of the Queen with, like, the new modernizing Prime Minister 
of Tony Blair. And there's this one sequence where you see like, um, you know, they're, they're, the queen and her and her family have gone stalking and um, she's like <laughs> setting, a, setting a table out in the wilderness and like everyone's hanging around watching the queen like put out all these dishes. And then like a, just a couple scenes later, Tony Blair is at home with his wife and he gets in an argument with her. And then when it's or kind of like a playful argument, and then when it's over, he's like, I'm going to go wash up and he goes to do the dishes. And I'm like, I'm like, this is, this is, this is well done. Like they're not mm-hmm. smacking us across the face with how these kind of generational changes have taken place. But that's like the crux of the movie is, uh, you know, the, the stoic old school, that used to work. Now we're a lot more impassioned and we want to see the human side uh, when you're dealing with grief and, and tragedy rather than mm-hmm. just shutting it off. So I, I thought that they did a pretty good job of doing that. I actually could have maybe used a little bit more of it. Really? Okay. Wow. Eric, what do you think of that? I think those are some great points. Um, anytime you get a movie that really attempts to examine kind of the changing of the guard in, a, in, in especially in terms of anything uh, from a, a certain historical era. Um, nuance can go a long way because, yeah, we could have seen a lot of really cheesy outcries and defiant speeches from uh, Elizabeth, but we're, we're, we're meant to all perceive her mechanisms internally i I know i said it before but uh a lot of what she does is kind of an acquiescence to tony blair and it's done slowly uh respectfully and i dig this relationship the two of them have man i think uh that critic hits it on the head like he slowly comes to terms with the fact that she doesn't really like what's inevitable but she's trying to retain her dignity uh I, i like those moments yeah, and you got like when Crom. Okay, so James Cromwell plays Philip here, and he's just always bitching in the background as like the yeah. most obstinate, who gives a shit royal. Like the queen is much more varied and nuanced and balanced, even when we don't get it verbally. You know, Ugh. like Travis said, we're watching a lot of television in bed. Like, like, like the queen would be watching that interview, that famous interview that Diana gave after she had like been ostracized from the family or the Royals that was just in like, I think it was like 96 or 95 on a, it was a big interview here at Diana. Had right. given. And the, the queen wouldn't be watching that again after she died. That's just silly. But Philip does that whole bit that kind of comes <laughs> and goes, which shows a lot about what these people are like. And that's what I like. To, I think that's what I enjoy about this movie is that these people are not us. So they're not relatable, but they do an honest job of trying to show who they are. Philip talks about, how can a, how could he not keep his woman in line? Everybody knows you tow the line with one woman and you have your mistress, you know, or you, the mistress tows the line. And he yeah. says that right to the queen. Philip yeah. says that directly to the queen's face. He's just like, oh, do they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like, <laughs> these people I don't, don't know about your mistress. <laughs> yeah, they don't know shame. They don't, they don't know yeah. these things. So it's, and I guess you could ask yourself, like, why would I? Uh, Okay, these people suck, so you could say that, too. I understand that. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, go ahead, Travis. Well, so, I, again, like, I, I, there are this, there's so many moments where I'm like, how do we know this? I mean, we don't, you know, like, this interaction between a mother and her son or a mother or, or a wife and her husband, like, in their room or alone in a car. Like, how do we have any fucking inkling if these kind of conversations really took place, you know, like, cause a lot of it makes them look like they're all throwing each other under the bus all the time. And maybe they do. I, I don't know shit about this, frankly. And that's maybe that's exactly what they're like, but I mean, 
don't know. A large stag up on craggy head. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> the best way to get over uh, a death with grief is just take out, just go hunting. That yeah, was just something, go. That's something I really did like about the movie was the way that they are constantly framing their refusal to acknowledge Di's death by saying, oh, they're doing it for the boys. The boys. Where it's all about the boys. Yeah. It's all about Harry and Bumbly or whatever the other one's name is. I don't know what his name is. Um, but, you know, it's all really? about... Like, sure that sounds right so it's all about the boy like but like she doesn't fucking hang out with them hardly at all she barely spends any time at all with them and then like the the and then philip is just taking them hunting and like ignoring them the rest of the time like oh i, I heard them fighting like they're just not paying any attention to them whatsoever but yet they're everything they're doing they're framing it as if they're doing it for them which i thought was pretty mm-hmm. great wow i didn't really pick up on that uh that's a great point um Frears does an interesting thing um, cinemagraphically. I guess he filmed all of the scenes within uh, Balmoral and uh, Windsor House in beautiful, pristine 35 millimeter. And then all the stuff, uh, of course, the, aside from the footage, all the stuff with Tony Blair's house is kind of in this more gorilla type 16 millimeter. Uh, I think it nicely kind of accentuates the the class divide, the regality of the of the royal family. Um, cool. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Well, they completely, completely distract themselves and, yes, try to make themselves seem more pious than they are. Like, just the matter-of-fact bottom line. And the children, you're right, are a great point of that. And every day goes by, Philip is just stomping around and bitching. Like, Look at Chris! This is Look <laughs> Cromwell made me laugh three times yeah, at least. Like, yeah. just silly. his character. He, he, I know, but like, they, so I can see that's how this guy, yeah, so pissed about everything. And you, uh, now your tea's gone cold. Fuck it. You yeah, know, like, right. tell him to call back. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's, it's really funny, man. Cromwell, he's hamming it up in this role. And maybe he was told things yeah. about this guy. We'll never know that we're insiders who are, who aren't. But I'm sure there's people who know what Philip was like, at least. So I'm confident that if they didn't know the specific words like Travis was alluding to before, they do know the personalities, at least, and what the, the kind of vibe they oh, give off. Because yeah. Charles is sniveling where he tries to – like, Charles is the one who cheated on the you – know, like, he didn't want to yeah. be a Diana. And now mm-hmm. he, you see this behind-the-scenes yeah. shit where he's trying to immediately – all about image and all about setting yeah. himself up to be yeah. looked at as someone. And they admit that, you know, even Tony Blair's you know, Michael Sheen, who I think does a rock solid Tony Blair, by the way. Sheen's fine. He's a, he looked yeah, eh, sure. Tony Blair. Great. Whatever. Yeah, Tony Blair's fine. a scumbag, by the way. Exactly. Too, by the way. That's it's like, I mean, you know, I just love watching this fucking, you know, <laughs> warmonger. Yes. Uh, he's just yeah. being such a sensitive, like, I'm like, I'm not, it's, it's really hard to like watch the movie with oh! him as a protagonist. Okay, this is a that's I'm so glad you just brought that up. So this movie's made no six. Mm, now it's right. 2022, and we know like Blair kind of just left after that. Okay, he didn't have the same reputation he has now too. So this movie, I wonder if they made this movie in 2022. Would it look different? Would it be different? I absolutely think it would. It would not be as favorable to Blair as it may appear at all. Yeah. He's practically dancing around to like the Temptations or whatever, or, like you know the fucking like it, what's the the song in uh, Love Actually? He's you know he's practically like that fucking. Like, yeah. He's so like, hey, I'm just a normal guy hanging out in my uh, in my referee jersey and all that kind of shit. Like, uh, I don't like you. Yeah, and it wouldn't be like that now because it changed. Yeah, I got shit all over the floor just like you guys, huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah. 
I, and, my wife doesn't respect me just like you guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's also it, it's also supposed to be it's also the very beginning of his term as prime minister. So the guy he started as may have been that guy too. So I I, I have to maybe at least I have to at least say that. But I mean, isn't paparazzi I, the real villain in this movie? And they're barely fucking in it. You get Diana's brother with some really harsh and intense words that are real words that he said yeah, verbatim. Also, cool. oh, yeah, uh, Philip's whole line of, it's a chorus line of celebrities and homosexuals. I'm like, oh my God, yep. this guy sucks. Yep. But yeah. Uh, yes, you're right. If Paparazzi is the villain, then they kind of, they take a moment to really show how that scene played out when she dies, sort of, but then sort of, that was it. It's funky, fucking weird-ass, like, harmonica or, like, har- har- harpsichord music. Like, it's very strange, yeah. I thought, the way that that was handled. And, like, I'm like, I, I was kind of getting ready for it. Like, they got the people on the bikes and stuff. I'm like, oh, they're going to, like, really bring us into it. And no, what's, I'm like, I'm not sure I want to be brought into it anyways, but the whole mood that was struck there, I, th- I thought was really weird. Sadly, they left out the part about uh, the fact that her main security detail, the driver of the limousine, was three times over the alcohol limit. Probably had a big thing to do with that crash, too. Um, Going back, we were talking about how how do you exactly make a movie like this with these figures and not get some sort of some sort of like pass or authorization? Because they in a lot of these scenes, they really paint these royal this royal family as a bunch of of opulent assholes like philip this is a guy who married into the royal family and yet he's walking around like he's fucking queen victoria herself uh and i think i looked up that they spend like i think the taxpayers spend like 130 million dollars a year just to keep this fucking house like operational and stuff Mm. um so yeah i i think they do bring up some interesting points about how this monarchy should have dissolved the same as you know like the ottoman empires and stuff after world war one um but they also like counteract those points too i think they balance both sides pretty well in this you, you know you made me think of something else in this movie that we, we should talk about the stag more and all of that symbolism and yeah, stuff but like yeah. there's there's this whole bit taking place in the movie where they're like hunting and and looking for the stag and and like on the property and all this stuff Mm. when she's like we're supposed to be like feeling what she's like you know because she's supposed to be like the stag right she's the noble beast that's like the the noble fucking royal thing and 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 as she's threatened and etc not doing enough to try and stop it but i'm like as i'm watching all this i'm like all i can think about is like yep Yep, the the royal the royal game preserves where you used to kill starving poachers for killing the royal deer. Like that's mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, like that's all I can think about watching the fucking movie. I'm like, yeah, okay, so your stag represents royalty, but your CGI stag to me just makes me think of all the people that died because of the crown. All the people that died, died. died. They were my friends. <laughs> they died. That's right. Yeah, there's a lot to say there. I, I love the fact that. It's a random citizen killed it and is like, ah, oh, fuck you. I'll kill this majestic, <laughs> majestic thing. It's basically, it's the people banker. killing people, the people killing the monarchy. Um, yeah, investment I banger. think it's interesting yeah. that that Prince Philip is he's like, uh, he, he's spending his like his passion is to take out this thing. And so what he's doing is he, he's inadvertently uh, dissolving this monarchy because of his behavior, uh, yeah. which I think kind of cool. Yeah, that was good use of symbolism. Yeah, that's a great call. A little heavy-handed, but good. 
Eh, you know, sometimes things are heavy-handed. Sometimes that's yeah. how it goes. Uh, what about some of the side characters in this? Like the snarky asshole Alistair who works under Tony Blair. That guy is... I love that guy. He's just such a dick. I love it. Such he is such. He is such a dick. And then you got Robin. The This guy's an asshole in a different way because he's so so down with the royals and he snivels to them constantly and then he begs tony blair to spare the royal you don't understand you know it's really hard being the queen we're supposed to feel for her because he explains to tony blair that she was forced into this at a young age because her father the job killed her father blah 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 i mean so much sorry no you're right that's it i said it all well so much of what we're watching is is like okay so it makes sense we're watching like a head of state and like the, the, the monarch interact but a lot of it, what we're watching is like a mother and son interact, or a husband and wife interact, um, or a boss and their underling. Everybody gets their own little underling in this movie. Charles has an underling. The Queen yeah. has an underling. <laughs> Tony Blair has an underling. They're like, oh, there's my underling. I'll make my my phone, like a phone call. I'm not going to bother learning this character's name. He's just a minion. So much better. Underling the movie. You you hit on it. That's it. You're right. It's just a bunch of underlings taking messages and passing phone messages yeah. along. Hey, let's yeah. play telephone with underlings. Sniveling underlings, the film. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, side characters that come out of nowhere, like, they run the hunting grounds or their uh, mechanics. Uh, right. There's all kinds of random people that show up. And yes, the shots are gorgeous that got of the Queen's... What, you know the territory that they have that they it's not a music you know, shot. Did you notice the sound of music shot? Beautiful. Uh, I did not notice that. You know, the big I time that. sound of music shot in the in, in the Scottish uplands. It's like it's like the whole. I mean, it's fucking straight out of Sound of Music. I'm like, oh okay, yeah, I've seen that movie. <laughs> I thought of Edward Longshanks and how he stole it. So yeah, whatever. That's but good. You know, that's yeah. but I will tell you this: that also the Queen and all that land and you know. A friend of mine made a point last week. Like the Queen could have gave away like four jewels and maybe stopped starvation worldwide. You know, like it's just. It's just the opulence of all this shit is so grotesque and that they just accept it because it's part of this is about brainwashing and tradition. Yeah. Yeah. You grow up a certain way. What you learn in your environment will dictate what you do in life. And that's that's all these people ever knew, I guess. So do we really blame them or I don't know? I I don't know that we certainly shouldn't judge them. I mean, I was teaching in government class this week and I'm trying to explain to my students how the difference between lobbying and bribing. And it's all hinged on a very thin gray line. Mm, That's a great call. We just accept it because it's what we're used to. Well, this takes place in 1997. And it's already wholly obvious that this is nothing but a symbolic ceremonial position that she sits in. Um, I mean, yeah, the prime minister can act on her counsel, her advice, but basically they're just, they got this, they got this uh, palace on life, life support. Um, Like how much did you guys look into what this, the, the, (laughs) the actual power of the queen, because it is very interesting. It's very limited. I mean, like it's it's a constitutional monarchy, right? So, I mean, even though they don't have one written, which I thought that was funny when they kind of made a jab at that. Um, but I mean, you know, it's uh, yeah, I thought it was. I mean, it's pretty representative of the fact that she's really just a figurehead, and mm-hmm. you know, the the power that she have has is what's given to her over and over again by the prime minister. It seems. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right well, about big, that. Big big part of the film is is their silence uh, and not coming forward with some kind of message for these for these people that want to hear something from someone who they look they look up to. Yeah. Um, I, you it's you can perceive that 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 they're 
uh, their silence is to kind of save them from alienating people that may not agree with them. Um, but I kind of like how it's not spelled out. I like that it certainly gets at the fact that, like, just because you're a queen doesn't mean you're a leader, right? Doesn't mean that you're like a. a like she, I mean, one of the things about the queen to me is that she's always been inscrutable, and that has been like her survival mechanism, right? So she's trying to use that same tactic in this occasion, mm -hmm. and it's not working, and she has to bend the knee, as they say. Um, but like. Yeah, I don't know. It's at the same time, I'm like, well, you you never have to worry about paying your heating bill. Um, <laughs> you, you never have to worry about where your food's coming from. Like, it's, it's hard to have that much sympathy for someone that's never experienced that. However heavy the fucking crown is, it's still made of gold and it's on your head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, she's immune to all laws. <laughs> Literally, really? yeah. she's no, immune she's... to all laws. Well, she's immune she to was. nothing now. Tony Blair to death in the in the palace and not uh, no nobody could have done anything. <laughs> yeah, but she wouldn't do that. That's the whole point of the movie. They want to share with you that she's got a lot of humanity. She just doesn't know what to do with it. I really do have so much humanity. <laughs> I, I really don't do know have where to put it. <laughs> Suck my dick. <laughs> We're mixing movies now. We're mixing our uh, movies. I'll tell you this, uh, it, the soundtrack or what the theme, the score is blah. It's pretty blase. Oh, or it's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, Eric, you liked it? Yeah, I, I thought it was beautiful. It I, I thought it. it was weird. I just, well, there's certain parts that were goofy that you mentioned, but otherwise it's pretty just formulaic, typical, frankly. Well, this original uh, composer was fired and replaced by Alexander Desplat. So I don't know if they oh. had to keep some... We might have a last of Mohican situation where like somebody had to take over and try to... Uh, I will find you! Score. But yeah. Mm. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Queen? Yeah. The Queen. Queen. Anything else that we have to say about this uh, movie that we watched? Um, I got nothing. No? I mean, there's a lot about there's a lot about oh, class oh, in this movie. Luke would love this movie. I yeah. feel like I, Luke could dive into this one big time. Oh, I'm sure he I'm, I'm, <laughs> he wouldn't he wouldn't love it, but he'd love talking about class. Um, the, the you know what? Here's here's a moment. Can I can I can I can I place these for you? No. Oh. Oh boy. They're for you. Oh, they boy. are. Oh my god yeah that's pretty bad that was cringy as fuck I'm like, i completely agree with you i'm like that is just that is just like a uh you just cracked my sternum open and like clumsily groping around for the heartstrings <laughs> <laughs> it's bad i i completely agree I'm like oh jesus it yeah, really I stood out to me this time I, I think i did the same I'm like, oh jesus <laughs> It would have been much God. funnier if Cromwell would have like just unzipped his pants and peed all over the flower bouquets <laughs> and shit. He's still pissed. <laughs> I don't agree with this. <laughs> I'm going on the craggy head. Fuck off. He starts complaining about soy lattes. Yeah. Oh, shit. yeah. God, I would love to. I just love to spend man. five minutes. If he was really like that in real life, man, I feel like we're really missing out. Or mm. James Cromwell should have won an Academy Award. So. <laughs> I mean, it didn't seem like it was hard for him. You know what I mean? We... I mean, not that I know what his process is like or anything, but it didn't. It, it, it didn't 
it doesn't seem like there's a lot of art. It's a lot of bark. Yeah, there wasn't a huge uh, range of no, emotion I... he was in there. It's like indignant or indignant. <laughs> I wanted to mention this. Do we really buy that Tony Blair would become so indignant to the rest of his staff when, like, he came in on this modernist tip? Like, would he really change that much? Like, I don't forget if it's Tony Blair or not. Just the character itself, character motivations. What's going on in a five day period, roughly? It's a week, but it's five days, yeah. really. And suddenly he's he's lashing out at Alistair and for saying, "Oh, when you get it wrong, you really get it wrong." And he goes off with this rant that Michael Sheen can have this moment to explode and I don't know, be part of the Oscar bait. It doesn't. I don't know if it's they kind of. I don't know the truth. I don't know what really happened behind the scenes, of course. But I'm not sure I'm buying that quick turn. His wife was anti-monarchy. I mean, you marry somebody like that, it's not for political points, or maybe it is for certain people. But you. I don't know. It just seems a little ridiculous to me. She makes eye contact with the queen when she curtsies, and like the queen's all like has a has a face. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Don't turn your back. How odd that people still have. Yeah, that, that people have to like still in this day and age. Like you're in the fucking you know the court of the sun god. You got to like walk backwards. The sun king, rather. You got to like walk backwards and like all this shit. Like it's so like these fucking gestic gesticulations of fealty i'm like, like well, this is so absurd i can't believe you're making people do this in the 21st century or 20th i guess in the film yeah maybe that's why, that's why i think it's kind of, kind of cool that like uh well who the fuck is it harry or william that are kind of ob- objecting themselves from it like uh yeah very harry, slowly harry bailed. time goes on yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's nonsense bu- it's bumbly it's, it's silly around. it's silly yeah it is silly yeah silly the movie <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that covers it all it's time to wrap this sucker up uh yeah. i go first because i picked is that usually what we do that's what we've been before. doing yeah yeah i'll do it so uh i watched the film and i considered some things and um i don't i might be a lot of bias in me here and i'll admit that freely folks as I watched the film, I was curious enough. I was also kind of this time around like, eh, it's not as like great as I remember it. Man, I, I mean, it definitely took it down a notch on this viewing. Less um, prestige in this film for me. And it's about royals who I, I just think are so absurd. I think having a royal family is one of the most absurd <laughs> things there ever was. And... <laughs> Uh, to this day, it's and this the opulence and the amount of money that goes into it, and that it's just accepted. But there's a lot of people who don't like it, and it becomes a contentious point. I wonder if I was British, I would find more value or less value in this film. Some things I can never know because I can't only I can only live this life once. Uh, so I can't be British. I could try to be British before I die. I suppose I could be a citizen. Maybe I don't want to. I uh, I am fascinated by British culture in a way, sure, but I'm fascinated by lots of cultures. It's not like one thing. There's a lot of cultures out there that make me want to go, hmm, what's going on there? In the end, I I just don't th- – I, I don't, I'm really confused. I, I, I watched it, and it moved by quickly. The pacing's good. Um uh, I got some laughs that I'm not supposed to get out of it, so that's goofy. <laughs> Um, I do think, all jokes aside, I, I think um, 
who Diana was, what she represented to certain people, uh, becomes really personal. It becomes not about, we didn't really talk about that even, but it becomes like this personal thing for people. It's not so much about Diana. She's not even like a a human being anymore. She's a symbol. She's a uh, a piece of furniture or a, a, an agenda positioning tool to create all kinds of different arguments for pro-monarchy and you know class rich poor where you come from you know she was she came from a wealthy family anyways it wasn't like she's some girl off the street which is silly yeah, yeah that's those are facts so though i am fascinated by diana and i do think it's sad that she died i do it, it it's sad it does yeah. make me a little sad um i don't think it's enough for me Ugh. I don't know, guys. I, I guess the movie does what it's supposed to do in the end. So, if even if you don't like this, people, I think this movie holds up by a hair. Only because it's showing you a reality, and whether you like it or not, that's not the point. It is showing you what these people are like, and it gives you good pacing and some insight into some history that could be true or false. Uh, so, I think it, I think it holds up in that respect. I think it does. I don't want to be too pushed into a direction by you guys. I got to stick to me here. I think it holds up. I think eh, enough. It's not I'm not super excited about it though. Yeah, man, I've been thinking about it a lot all day. I watched it last night and took a couple bathroom breaks and I didn't hit pause. I'm not going to lie. And that's <laughs> usually the indicator that I have to stick with. That's your version of fast forwarding. It really yeah, is, yeah. Man. It really is. But the more I think about it, man, I I just I, I like this soulful internalized performance by Helen Mirren. I like the fact that they don't have her do too much. There's that scene with the stag and she kind of turns away from the camera as she cries, perhaps out of respect for the audience who doesn't want to see their queen emote like the commoners. But there's a real quiet dignity to that performance that's kind of haunting me, man. Um and I like the interplay uh, between her and, and Tony Blair. It's a real kind of melancholy cloud over the film, not just because of Diana, but because of someone coming to the end of something that they have a lot of admiration for. And I'm always going to think that that's really powerful. Um, we've got beautiful cinematography here. And I, I do think there's something to say in the long run. I mean, you go watch a movie like Spencer that 10 times better, in my opinion, that actually makes you feel so much for that loss. Um, but I, I dig the film, man. I crack some jokes, but I do think it holds up. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, as I, to, to reiterate, I, I'm not sure that this is move this movie's exactly pointed at me as a demographic. I mean, this movie's 16 years old and I'd never watched it. There's clearly a reason why um, I could never besmirch any of the performances. Um, I don't, I, I'm not mad that uh, Helen Mirren, Mirren won an Oscar. That's for sure. Um, I, I respect the cinematography. Um, you had said, Mike, that you thought this was really paced. Well, um, I remember pausing it at one point and be like, how fucking much do I have this left? <laughs> oh, I was 20 no. minutes into the movie. <laughs> I was 20 Never minutes good. in. I was like, fuck, I got a lot of time Never left good. on this. It's really not that long of a movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just not for me. It's just not for me. Uh, it's just a lot of. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, 
I just didn't care. I just didn't care. I, I, I agree. That's what it gets down to. I mean, I, I agree that uh, Spencer was a good movie. It's not like I have no soft spot for Diane, but but I was serious when I said like, why is this called the Queen? Because it's really about the, the it's it's almost as much about Diane, and 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 all that kind of stuff. I'm mean, like, I almost kind of wish it was a biopic. I want to see her working on cars during World War II. I don't know. It, it just seemed like um, it it just it didn't light me up in any way. I found it pretty dull. I found it pretty drab. Um, I found you know I, I again like if I was from the country, if I was engaged in all of that when it was going on when I was seventeen, mm-hmm. then maybe I would have had more of a personal connection to it and would have found it a lot more fascinating. But as it was for me, I found it very hallmarky. You know, I just found it very hallmarky, and uh, it doesn't mm-hmm. hold up for me. Mm. Oh, Marky. The way you say Marky, I like it. Oh, Marky. Oh, Mar- Marky. Marky. Yeah. Not for Ron Kuby. Yeah. All right. Ron no. Kuby. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Shit. So. Well, there you go. There I you go. It. Okay. Well. Well, next week, we'll be getting into our... Are we ready for that? All right. We're going to be doing our listener's choice next week. Um, you guys have seen the list of films. Is there any that you're... Yeah dreading any that you're anticipating any that you hope does or does not happen i have a random number generator up ready mike unless you wanted to do it oh go ahead yeah i mean well, i thought we'd uh, talk let's about see first uh i don't want to do um uh watership well. watership down i i don't even know what that is um, oh that's a so- cartoon classic cartoon oh uh, ex- I never saw Existence, and I remember the yeah. intro. Oh boy! On the VHS, was it the Rounders VHS or was it the Ravenous one? I can't remember, but it was, it was one Rounders. of the yeah, it was Rounders. It was one of the previews on that VHS we had at the dump that we Existence. mentioned before on the yeah. show. So, yeah, that's a Cronenberg movie, isn't it? I never, yeah, I never yeah, heard of Rotor I have no idea. Oh, that's. That's Brian from uh, uh, Van Lee's partner there, the yeah. podcast, but he's a really funny guy, so I, that's, um, I'd be curious to see that. It's been 11 uh, months. Man, man. I, I, yeah. 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 It's been 11 months Dude. since we last did this, and uh, 11 months ago, our friend from MLB Life uh, submitted They from 2002, and he has again <laughs> submitted They from 2002, Dude. kind of dreading that. You did. Just about that technicality. <laughs> Uh, we joke about uh, no Spielberg movies so far. I think AI would be definitely one to look to look back on. Be interesting. Been a hell of a long time. I'm, I, I really yeah, want to bet Horizon yeah. to win, um, personally. Never seen uh, it. Really? Yeah, I got Rushmore, Fight Club. Come on. I mean, what else can you say there? I wouldn't mind Enemy of the State winning or St. Vincent. Well, should we do it? Should I hit the button? Uh, I don't want the crush to win. I don't, I don't feel like doing the crush. I'm going to hit the button, guys. Sorry, Aaron. It's happening. Okay, here we go. We are doing Chris Deary's pick, Twins. Twins. Okay. That's, that's what it is. It's twins. He won. You guys know twins. 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 Yeah, twins. I've never seen Twins. You never saw Twins? You never saw Twins? Oh, my God. That was like a VHS you watched 80 times in 1990. Yeah. Or yeah, at least a weekend. A you watched it all weekend. Yeah, I've... I used to have that one. There's a lot of quotes from that that I used to have. We used to call our brother like leftover crap, like Danny. They talk about in that movie. It's yeah, terrible, true. by the way. Oh, well. yeah. Horrible. So. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. So I guess we're doing twins. All right. Well, thanks for playing, everybody. We really appreciate you uh, sending in suggestions and that kind of thing. Help Quite a me. list, too. Yeah, we got 19 submissions. Dude, we definitely appreciate that. Wow. 19 people 
people to yeah. take the time can, out of their day to comment and DM resu- If you're pissed, resubmit next time we do this. And, uh, yeah, exactly. You never know. All right. Well, we'll see you next week for twins. Twins. We're going to do twins. All right. Thanks, everybody. Send them an iPod at gmail.com. Eric, Travis, Michael. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Queen quote. Uh,